0: We all start with that little something, a skill, a passion, an interest. It's these unique qualities that the Navy team builds on to help you achieve your greatness. What will you bring? Search Navy to find out more.
1: Oh, well, BG's gone sports-fesh. Fashionably dressed in Masita, M-A-S-I-T-A, sportswear, sports attire, and uh, beefy. It almost
0: makes you look sporty. I know, almost, yes, definitely. But, yeah, Masita Sportswear, thanks to them. They do uh, soccer gear and Aussie rules gear, basketball, athletics, Gaelic football. Any team where you need, they've got the whole set for you. Uh, for anyone who wants a, a good deal, just get all of the boys at Mesita. So uh, they'll be happy with that.
1: Go to the website, m-a-s-i-t-a.com.au. And the rest will take care of itself. As... Indeed.
0: They're a Dutch company. Been around since 1933, apparently, their parent company. So uh, very big in Dutch football and hockey and handball is the other one they're uh, pretty big in. So, yes, very good gear. Like it.
1: We are very pleased that they support you in your endeavours, and we're going to cover a fair bit of ground, everything from thumb wrestling.
0: World Championships.
1: Oh, gee, I've, <laughs> I've, always, I've always fancied myself as a thumb wrestler, but I wonder what the rules are about squirming and,
0: yeah. you know. They st- actually, you actually put your thumb in a, they have a little ring, little uh, boxing ring, you put your thumbs in and mm. uh, you've got to try and pin your opponent's thumb. Do you draw faces on them and you could wigs? And- yeah, give them silly names.
1: And that comes later. We start with more conventional sports. We're going to start with football, as English football is, um, is set to relaunch, and for not just the teams in the EPL, but for every team in the English Football Association and beyond.
0: And beyond. Well, we,
1: ambitions are high.
0: Well, this uh, this hour is due to uh, you know we cover the lesser known teams. So uh, the lower leagues kicked off in England on the weekend. So uh, the mighty Newport County. The great escape continues. 3-1 down with 13 minutes to go. Scored in the fourth minute of injury time to get a draw. So they have kicked oh, on again.
1: They're still leaving it late.
0: <laughs> they're still leaving it late. There's 90 minutes in a football game. Uh, yeah, 3 all with Stevenich. Um, the main results, is kind of championship. The relegated teams, uh, Sunderland drew with Derby one all Middlesbrough lost 1-0 to Wolves. Hull drew a one all with Aston Villa. Uh, How
1: are Villa tracking? Such a traditional EPL side and now in their second year in
0: the championship. They've put their money where their mouth is. John Terry on the books now. So uh, in terms of that, look, they're a a big club that really, they they should be bigger than the championship. I I don't know how long they were in the top flight for, but a long, long time. Um, So yeah, Villa should be preparing themselves for, uh, you know, to get back up. But ownership woes there as well. Continue. So we've got Birmingham. Birmingham.
1: This isn't the Championship. Yes. Aston Villa, Wolves. Wolves. Yeah. The city of Birmingham is unrepresented in the top five? Yeah, it is definitely. Mm.
0: Even uh, well, I don't think uh, Wolves are obviously League One. They're not League. Uh, they're not Championship or League Two. So uh, yeah, in terms of that, but uh, football, yeah, it's such a stronghold around Birmingham. It's uh, yeah, West, well, West Com- Brom. West Brom, yes, of course. Sorry, West Brom fans. Yes. Um, you are in Birmingham. Yes, indeed. And uh, things like, oh, Coventry have dropped down the leagues. They're League Two this year. Okay. They've, they've but but West Brom full. are still in EPL. They are. Tony Pulis. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so uh, apologies there. So yes, we've got one to, in the EPL. Apologies to all Baggies fans. Boing, boing and all that.
1: One in the EPL, three in the championship, championship and then a couple sort of floating below of yes. lesser-known clubs. But uh, I'm interested in the championship, uh how about some of the clubs that came up? Some of the, yeah, some, some of the sort of fairy fairy tale stories that the supposedly going to be at the other end of the table, but <laughs> we've seen teams surprise like Bournemouth.
0: Well, yeah, indeed, we have seen teams like that uh, uh, surprise, and you know, once they've got up, they've stayed Burnley as well. They've stayed up uh, after being red hot favourites to go back down. Um, so, in terms of uh, where was I looking? Uh, I looked at who got promoted into the championship? Sheffield United, Bolton and Millwall, obviously. And did I, I didn't write the results, down fine. Yes, I did, of course I did, earlier. Sheffield United beat Brentford 1-0. Yes. Knott's Forest beat Millwall. Your mate won't be happy, 1-0. And Bolton 2, Leeds 3. Obviously oh. Leeds are setting their stall to go up as well. They've been down for quite a while
1: now. Yeah, they've got a bit of money. A lot of money. There now, some foreign investment. <laughs> Again, and, uh, yeah. Bollocks and all these mates. Our, yes. Our
0: Leeds mates will be... He'd be very happy with that. Uh, with that, well, good with stuff. that but, Oh, they started last season. Uh, you know, they, they went up through... The, they were in the promotion zone for quite a long time, then dropped out through, didn't even make the playoffs in the end. So, uh, in terms of that, yeah, they're, they're a club with massive support. You don't realise kind of how many supporters Leeds have around the place, and it's... Uh, very, very strange to see them not getting anywhere near the Premier League for such a, a long period of time now.
1: Were they the last team to win the first division?
0: They were, 1991.
1: So they, you know, they just missed out on a Premier League, but yeah.
0: it's only nominally. Oh, exactly. It's just a different different name. I mean, they just missed out on the sky money and the glory years, so to speak.
1: And it's almost, uh, you know, what are we talking, how many years out of the top flight? A uh, decade?
0: Yeah, near enough. Must be eight or nine, yeah, definitely. Uh, I love the text coming in. It's Liverpool's year. Liverpool's year. (laughs) You're not the only one as well as to keep saying that. But if Coutinho goes, is it Liverpool's year? Who knows?
1: Yeah, of course. uh, You know, top flight football. We can discuss that after we've had a look at the um, other leagues. Well,
0: what I I was going to uh, key on, obviously, Forest Green Rovers, the smallest ever... Urban Conurbation to make the Football League. Only 5,000 people. They drew 2 all with Barnett in their first game in the league. That's League uh, 2. League 2. Lincoln got promoted from the conference as well. They drew 2 all with Wickham. Uh, Coventry got relegated. We just talked about 3-0 over Notts County. Chesterfield got relegated. They lost 3-1 at home to Grimsley, which isn't a good sign. Carlisle... Uh, one at Swindon, who also got relegated. Two
1: now, Swindon and Coventry. I mean, Swindon played in the EPL. So did
0: Swindon. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Swindon but Coventry famously played there for a long time. In fact, yep. it was a.
0: They were the longest. Uh, yeah, it was a
1: trivia question on. Yeah, on the young ones. Well, so oh, was done, it? On some comedy, it was. Yeah, which team has not been out of the?
0: Yeah, for for a long period of time. That's right. That's when the they played stat.
1: when they played. University Challenge or whatever.
0: <laughs> But the, the big result in League Two, and now this has uh, strange con- uh, Actually, connotations. Might,
1: you know what? It might be from Monty Python, that Coventry question. Oh, really?
0: That would yeah. have been that's no, That's early. That's way back, though. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, if you're, if you're a Yeovil Town fan, they lost 8-2 to Luton first day of the season.
1: That's no
0: good. Now, that's like Darwin Rovers. Well, that's right. But this is the biggest opening day defeat since Norwich played Colchester in 2009.
1: Yeah, with Michael Theoklottos. There you go, Finey.
0: His one and only appearance for Norwich. They Seven, lost, 7-1 yeah. Yeah, it's lost 7-1 at home to Norwich. Now, strangely enough, that, is, that, was, that day was a turning point for Norwich because after the first day of the season, they sacked their manager, Brian Gunn. They also kind of got rid of Theoctotos as well. Um, they got Robert Green then, I think. They probably did. He was a Norwich boy anyway. Um, but in terms of that... The manager for Colchester that day was a guy called Paul Lambert, who Norwich then poached in that week after yep. beating them 7-1, Yep, and they went on to win League One that year. Then the following year, they also got promoted from the Championship into the Premier League, so he went back-to-back. So uh, in the, terms of the, there's hope for Yeovil yet. It was a kick in the ass they needed. I think so, it uh, really did. And um, Brian Gomez on record as being a Michael Theoklesos fan at the time, hence why he purchased him and everything else. So, uh, yeah, a bit of history there in terms of... Uh, Theo went on Theo. to...
1: He we came back to be a great goalkeeper for Titties. Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: His Injuries have uh, kind of curtailed his progress, but he uh, kind of missed a season. But he, he played most of last year in the end.
1: Oh, now Michael Theo, not Michael Theophratos. Yes. He lost the Clitos and... Um, gained, Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> gained, the, um, gained the respect of the Australian public on his return.
0: Yes, yes. No, he was... Uh, uh, left in uh, very controversial circumstances, he refused to turn up for a uh, a League Cup game when he was on the bench, I think, and that was the last straw. They uh, tore up his contract.
1: Yeah, you know, they said after the game, after the seven run, he was said so he he tried to top himself and he um, <laughs> Went through him, his legs, yeah. threw himself under a bus, but the bus passed safely underneath him. Yes, that's right. joke, <laughs> <laughs> but the bus passed <laughs> safely underneath him. Now yeah. the weather. Now it's, the weather. Haley. It's hailing and yelling, raining and training, and enlisting down, take an umbrella. That's the whole two, Ronnie. You've got a
0: great memory fine. You have <laughs> for that type of thing. Um, talking of League Two, and the teams got promoted. Uh, Portsmouth beat Rochdale in League One. Oh, that's my
1: team, Rochdale.
0: Oh, there you go. Uh, oh, Portsmouth, Portsmouth Premier League team, got a lot of money. Actually, yeah. they've banked a bit of money now. They've oh, paid off their debts. It's all. a bad start at Scotland. Yes. Uh, Plymouth lost 2-1 to Peterborough. Doncaster drew 0 0 with Gillingham and Blackpool are lost 2 1 to Bradford. So the promoted well. See, we should do that by the
1: nicknames. Well. Argyle beat the posh.
0: Uh, well, it's not the nicknames, is it? The nickname of Plymouth is the Pilgrims, oh, okay. even though they're Plymouth Argyle, okay. see? Yeah. All right, the Pilgrims beat the posh. They did. Um, Doncaster, ooh. Rovers. Rovers, yeah. I don't know. Oh, Millers? Miller's? Were they the Miller's? Don't know. I should know, shouldn't I? Gillingham, not sure. The Gills. The Gills. The, they
1: are, I think they're the Gills or the Gills. Yeah.
0: Blackpool, Tangerines. Tangerines. And Bradford.
1: Um, Harriers or something. Bantams. Or the, the Bantams, yes. yes.
0: Bantams. Yeah. So, yeah. But apart from that, the season starts now. The New Year is upon us. So, Premier League starts this week. Uh, do we care about the charity shield? Not really. No. We used to in the 80s and 90s, kind of. It was a, it was a trophy that the people wanted to win. Not anymore. Not anymore. They don't care. It's a pre-season match.
1: And because they play so many games around the world against each other yeah. now.
0: Yeah. Doesn't make any difference.
1: West Ham had the worst of it in Iceland on the oh, weekend they? against Manchester City.
0: Oh, in Iceland? Yes. Oh, that would have been... Cold. ...belting day out
1: there. <laughs> um, yeah, so just in other sort of mainstream news in the Premier League, obviously there's been some interesting signings, comings and yep. goings, and... I guess the biggest coming and going has not been in England, but in on the continent where Neymar has um, taken it's taken the national debt of a small national (laughs) sort of income of a small country to prize him from Barcelona to PSG, Paris Saint Germain or Paris Saint Qatar, whatever you want to call them. uh, Yeah, pays well. In the end, they reckon it's going to cost
0: like three quarters of a billion dollars it's ridiculous it's not just the the two hundred million they've got to pay barcelona um it's the wages as well, just ridiculously you know he's on whatever it is quarter of a quarter of a billion dollars a year 30, wages isn't
1: he on 33, 33 million? A, not is it a week
0: no it wouldn't be a week it'd be it'd be a uh,
1: yeah, it's not a week. It's thirty-three million Australian a month or something.
0: It's, yeah, it's ridiculously expensive. Oh yeah, how did Harry uh, Kew? Where's on? he Crawley, Crawley, isn't he? Town. I should, Crawley I, Town. Yeah, I we did need write... to keep
1: a Crawley Town lock.
0: Yes, we should do. Great uh, SMS. Crawley one, Swindon three. We did do. We did oh, cover that. That's a pity. Um, actually, the assistant manager at Crawley is Warren Feeney, who was sacked by Newport County at the start of last year. There you go. Watch this space. Watch this space. We will follow Crawley because Harry. Uh, yeah, uh,
1: uh, rough start.
0: There's a, there's a. There's. It's not too much. Like I know a little bit about Crawley. It's. Uh, it's not all sweetness and light down there. Put it that way. Why so, not? Uh, yeah, a lot of things going on. Hence why they replace their management Creepy structure. Creepy Crawley, indeed. But uh, yeah, an interesting, interesting setup down there.
1: So in the EPL, um, we expect the. That- Usual suspects to perform well, obviously. Yep. Um, Arsenal have got Lacazette, like which is a big signing. and
0: Yeah. Um, the Gilfie Sigerson saga goes on. Everton is still bulking at paying £50 million. Pounds. How uh, Gilfie Sigerson was ever worth £50 million, pounds, I'll never know, but they're considering paying it. They've already offered forty-five. so what's another £5 million between friends? But if Coutinho goes to fill Neymar's place, Liverpool will be hunting around for a player as well. Well, they've
1: been apparently um, sniffing around Lanzini of West Ham, but being told to sniff elsewhere. Yep.
0: Well, the other thing that got me this week as well, uh, Swansea looking for a replacement for Sigerson, even though he hasn't gone. Chadley of West Brom, who they bought for $10 million or something a year before, uh, they now want $25 million for him. Money has just gone absolutely ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Which is why I think West Ham have spent well.
0: Yes, definitely. Don't disagree.
1: Zabaleta on a free... Johan
0: a free... Um, um,
1: 13 million for Kati- for um, Hernandez, Hernandez, Chicharito, Chicharito yeah. and Anudovic a little bit more, but yeah. uh, 25 million, but that's probably the current world of inflated yeah, prices. Yeah, no, I
0: think so. It's going to have to... Unfortunately, I think the arse is going to have to blow out of football. Like, very quickly, because... It just can't be sustainable at these levels unless you're going to get this super elite and they're just going to be that and everyone else Like a Euro
1: League of 10 teams.
0: You know, it's getting to that stage. I mean, you've got Leicester apart. You've only got three or four teams that can win the Premier League. Spain, you've literally got two, two and a half possibly. Uh, France, two.
1: France down to two. Germany,
0: probably three or four. I mean, it's getting to a point now. one. Yeah, well,
1: I mean, you've at the moment, are yeah. all conquering. Italy's had periods though, where just one team has looked.
0: I in. mean, you hate to bring Scotland into it, but you know, Celtic is Celtic, and there is daylight, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, one day maybe. Not Rangers that they're or... in the
0: not that they're in the elite of European competition. No, but, but it, it
1: is it is um, uh, sort of sim- system sim- symbolic sim-
0: symbiotic. No, no symbolic
1: symbolic of all European competitions. Yeah. where. Yeah, there is You've got
0: your team in Wales, they keep winning. Saints. Total Network Solutions, yeah. <laughs> or whatever they call called now, the new Saints, yeah.
1: Unfortunately, that's the nature of football or any sporting competition without the safety nets of salary caps or drafts yeah. or some mechanism to keep it even. On one hand, people who enjoy the free market system say it creates elite football in every place that it's played. And others bemoan the fact that it is impossible to win. bar for a few,
0: it just goes to back to uh, go back to thinking that Leicester's achievement is just—it's
1: just ridiculously just phenomenal. Off. Yeah, it is. Once it, it is, it makes Haley's comet look. It, make, it makes Haley's comet look like the sixty-four tram. <laughs> yes.
0: Yep. No. Definitely. It's. Uh, Yeah, the more the more that I was going to say, the more it changed, the more it stays the same, but it's totally the opposite of that.
1: And as soon as it happened, by the way, uh, the notion that every club chasing the tails of the big teams would be, you know, emboldened and it gives us all hope is absolute rubbish. All it meant was (laughs) that the big teams went out and decided to check the coins at the back of the couch and spend even more. No, that's
0: exactly right. We're not letting that happen again.
1: No, that's it. And last year, the shop was closed about eight weeks into the season.
0: Yeah, near enough. Yeah, the top four was kind of uh, set. Although Tottenham flirt with uh, oh, in, jumping. On. I mean, they're, they're a good they're side. In they're, they're they are. In and they, they spent and they money. Spend accordingly. And, but they spent accordingly. But they sold one of their better players, 50 mil, I suppose. But uh, they have spent accordingly. That's, that's exactly right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and you're going to have to spend now. You're going to have to have... Not that Levy's a foreign owner, but uh, you're you, essentially going to have to have you foreign need, ownership.
1: You, you need a sponsorship of... You a need, country that need, produces oil. You need national or or multi-billionaire sponsors to yep. take a shine to your club. Yep, no, exactly right. Symptomatic, that's the word I was yep, looking for. that's the one. You, sir, ring up, quote your last three digits on your phone number... And receive a $50 voucher to New York Minute burgers. Beautiful. That was good help. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, darts, crossfit, fencing, BMX, and then on to sheep racing, thumb wrestling, and donut eating. By the way, donut eating's right here in Melbourne.
0: It is, down in them.
1: And I tell you what, I'm working on the holes... Beefy's working on the other part of the donut, and together we're going to form a heck of a team. Welcome back. Kieran Beefy Blake is taking us around the Sporting Globe. We've had a good look at English football across four leagues, and now head to the world of darts, and are we allowed to travel back in time a little bit, or are we looking forwards?
0: How far do we want to go back to the... Just a uh, week ago. Yeah, to the amazing goings on. Twenty to one, I told you before that tournament started. Yeah. He was—you'd be a fool not to bet against Phil Taylor, and didn't he pull through? I—I I, I just got this sneaky feeling on the back of my mind. He got a bit of help from the other players.
1: Well, you see, I felt—I felt that against Barney. Yeah, I'm watching the game, and I'm just thinking Barney's not totally invested in this. For people that don't know, Phil Taylor, the greatest of all time, and probably. Uh, Blackpool and the Winter Garden is where he's been so impenetrable. He's yep. won. Previously, he'd won 14, six, 14 times there? 14 or 15. So 15 he, maybe. he's leveled them up, hasn't he? Yeah, 15 times there, and the event's only been going 20-odd years. Yeah. So he's owned it, owned it, owned it. And this is his last year. It's his tour of great titles. He hasn't won since 2014. He beats Gerwin Price in the first round. Gerwin was trying his hardest, believe yep. you, me. In the second round, he meets old foe Raymond van Barneveld. And uh, there's something to be said that Raymond, if not... He always wants to win. Not He didn't throw the game, but no. but when things Perhaps got... didn't try as yeah, hard. when things got hard, he saw the upside in his old mate winning. Yep. Well, I can tell you that in the next game, Michael van Gerwen, the world number one, he wanted to beat him. Yeah. Michael van Gerwen does have a problem that when he is getting beaten... He starts beating up on himself a yeah. bit, and he got into a so- he got into a battle with Michael Van Gerwen. Nothing to do with Phil Taylor. No. Taylor was throwing beautifully, but he didn't even need to throw that well because he thrashed him. Yeah, Van Gerwen started hating Van Gerwen, and he couldn't get off
0: there quick enough. No, and uh, I saw the a bit semi- of the in- I saw a bit of the interview Van Gerwen did, and he was oh just dirty, dirty, and actually a little bit rude. Yeah, dirty. Uh, yeah, rude. yep. Um, The semi, you
1: know, he's great mates with Adrian Lewis. But when Adrian Lewis started playing well early in the game, and it was even, I got a sense that Adrian wanted to win it. But Adrian could fall away as well. And then in the final, by this stage, Phil Taylor's playing as well as he ever has. (laughs) And then whether Nathan Wright wanted to throw it or not, he couldn't win it.
0: No. And he
1: he played for for, for one set of five legs, it's arguable that Wright played the greatest starts ever. He was throwing 170s, 180s, 180s, yep. 180s finishing on one, he was just doing everything. But he only pulled back yeah. one or two, and,
0: and it was great. Uh, Peter Wright also missed out of a lot of doubles, and normally he's a, he's a finisher. He's yeah. not that heavy a scorer, um, but he finishes so cleanly. But he, he just couldn't hit doubles. And uh,
1: and Phil Taylor Phil was got, nailing the 16s
0: and 8s. Yep. And, and he got ahead, and uh, that was that. And Peter Wright just... Uh, I actually think... Uh, I didn't quite see the averages at the end. I, but I think Peter Wright aver- actually averaged more than Taylor did. Oh, no. Uh, not no, at the end?
1: No, just he dipped out at the
0: end. Oh, but, okay. yeah. But,
1: you know, Phil was averaging 102s, 103s yeah. throughout the tournament, getting his doubles well. And so this superstar of the sport. And he was very comfortable whatever happened, he really was. You know often Phil says not what he means and he's a big psyche player and but he wasn't playing the mind games on stage that he normally does and he was just out there enjoying it and he took the pressure off himself and he did to every opponent what he used to do for two decades until two or three years ago. And he just he doesn't just you see, averages is one thing, but the more, more important than averages is when you throw well, yep. when you lift, when you when you hurt your opponent, and he put the hurt on. Yep. At exactly the times, his opponents were questioning themselves. Yeah. And that's yeah. what makes him champion.
0: Yep. That's it. Yep. So uh, in terms of that, they've also now just finalised the the top eight lineup plus Kyle Anderson for the Melbourne Masters. Yes. So you have got Peter Wright, Gary Anderson, Phil Taylor. Van Barneveld, James Wade, Simon Whitlock, Daryl Gurney, and Michael Smith.
1: That's a great lineup. Yeah. No Van Gurwen, but otherwise it's yeah, and powerful. powerful.
0: Adrian Lewis obviously missing as well. Uh, Kyle Anderson is definitely in as well, being uh, in Australian, but he's uh, qualifying a right. But the news out of the UK over the weekend is Kyle Anderson has just won an event. Uh, picked first up pro event. PDC in Barnsley over the weekend he beat Kevin Painter and he hit 6-2 it. in the final did he not? not in the final be, uh, yeah. against Ronnie Hybrex in the quarterfinals I think he did get a 9 darter and by all accounts Kyle Anderson's darts over the weekend was absolutely immaculate banging in plus 100 scores very, very regularly. Uh, He beat Ronnie Highbreak, 6-3. Stephen Bunting, former BDO World Champion, 6-3. Semi-final win over Michael Smith, 6-3. Obviously beat Kevin Painter in the final, 6-2. So Kyle Anderson uh, attributed this to the fact that his family came out and saw him because he is spending such a long time in Europe now trying to make a living out of playing darts. Uh, his wife brought his uh, child out and he felt very at home. So that's a good sign coming into Auckland next week and uh, Melbourne the week after. That. If family goes with him, he might cause a few upsets and, um, we all know he's a bit erratic, but when he's on, he is one of the better players kicking around. He also just picked up £10,000 for winning that event as well, so that's a big help. But, uh, yeah, uh, just as a text message to Jordan from Nary 1, thanks for that. We had it all covered because, as you well know, me and Finey, we love a bit of darts. We love our darts. Yes.
1: And to that end, big event at the Inkerman on, on the weekend on yes. Sunday. And uh, some good players, Matty Francois, who uh, used to, I think he... Um, might have been a very, very smart junior. World, you oh, know, okay, yeah. Well-ranked. Um, he got beaten in the final by now Scotty, who's his great mate. They are beautiful dart players. A lot of players from the Northern Darts Association yep. ventured down to the Inkerman Hotel. It was high standard, great darts, yep. and uh, a great afternoon.
0: That's good setup up for the Inkerman and uh, I believe the guys there before the Melbourne Darts have got a few events lined up as well, so check... Uh, with uh, probably the Sporting Association uh, uh, for the darts and just check what's going on in the England because there may be a few star players playing there.
1: And, uh, yeah, I think, I think they're up to nine, ten boards up there now. Yes, so
0: that's it. Uh, the other thing you talked about, Junior World Champions, I'm pretty sure Corey Cadby, I think I went through the qualifiers, I brought me wrong book. Uh, Corey Cadby will be Michael Smith obviously a former world youth champion yep. Corey Cadby former youth world champion as well they'll be playing in Melbourne there are tickets available guys so um, I think all the tables are oh, sold a de- out up, a deck, up a deck so uh, the, there are st- still tickets to get to that event and it will be absolutely phenomenal let's go from darts to the sister sport of darts CrossFit <laughs> CrossFit Games now CrossFit Games, You, you uh, people may not be familiar with this, although it has been over kind of the uh, airwaves today. Tia Claire Toomey, who's from Gladstone, North Queensland, used to be a track and field athlete. Um, she then took up CrossFit in 2015. Uh, part of that uh, training was with weightlifting. So she took part in the CrossFit Games, came second in the world first year. Last year, came second in the world again. Then spent time doing weightlifting qualified for the Olympics, represented Australia at Rio, came 14th in the 58-kilo uh, final, doing 82 kilos in a snatch and 107 kilos in a clean and jerk. Um, so Rio's out the way, took up CrossFit again. Now, this is a two-day event. Now, this is CrossFit Games. So on the Thursday, uh, the first event is a run-swim run, one-and-a-half-mile run, 500-meter run, swim, one-and-a-half-mile run. Uh, Next event is a cyclocross, three laps, uh, 12Ks all up, includes obstacles like logs, hurdles, and a sand trap. And then the third event of that day is what they call an Amanda 45. So you have to do reps, uh, decreasing 13 reps, 11 reps, 9, 7, 5, 45 reps. Uh, Muscle-ups, which are kind of like chin-ups, I guess, and uh, up you get. And then squat snatches. Not sure what squat snatches are, I just guess they are... Squat and snatch, yeah. basically. So that's on the Thursday. On the Friday, then they've got uh, a sprint obstacle course, which is three head-to-head races over a really difficult obstacle course. Then they do the max snatch, where you basically get opportunity to do one rep of a snatch, weightlifting heaviest, style. Heaviest. Whatever. Whatever you can do. Uh, the, the fourth, the third event of the day, the triple G clip uh, chipper. This is 100 pull-ups, 80 sit-ups, 60 alternating one-legged squats, a 40-calorie row. Basically, you row as fast as fast and hard as you can to burn 40 calories. Then 20 dumbbell push presses. Then the last event of the day is what they call the assault banger. Now, this is basically banging a weighted log with a hammer, with a sledgehammer. You've got to smash it 20 feet. But before you do that, you've got to burn 40 calories on an air bike. What? Yeah. So this is in two days. This is what you got to do. Now, this uh, tear Claire to me, she has been christened the fittest woman on the planet. She's only five foot two, but absolutely ripped. That she is didn't... something else. I oh, know, just in two days. Uh, she didn't actually win any of these events, but consistency won the day, just better than everyone else. Um, she's the only athlete in history to compete in both the CrossFit Games and the Olympics in the same year. Um but apart from that, yeah, absolutely gunned it. She is amazing. Um, Matt Fraser won the men's. He's from Vermont, not in Melbourne. In America. USA. Vermont, USA. He's won it back-to-back, second year running. And whilst
1: they were strutting their stuff, a guest that we had in the studio a couple of weeks ago, Josh Lenartowicz yes, was in the United States
0: competing it, in... The, the last chance qualifier for Mr. Olympia in Tampa Bay. The pro event... In Tampa Bay, Florida. Yep. He had to win that event to
1: qualify for the Mr. Olympia, the which is the... um oh, it's The than, Super Bowl of bodybuilding. Correct. The Super yep. Bowl, the grand final of the yep. G, and he won it. Brilliant. Uh, Craig Harper will be in shortly. We yep. will get on... As, I don't know, post it. Somehow we'll make it accessible for our listeners on Twitter or Facebook to be able to see, because I've got an image of Josh on my phone winning this event. It is ferocious.
0: When um, Craig Harper described him as the fridge with a head, that is exactly what he is. He's huge. And I think you uh, you chatted to him, and he's not that tall, but wide and just Built and he's just solid. It's it's an amazing sight. Just Lenaro, Lenartovic, Lenartovic. If only I could say it.
1: So he's off to Mr. Olympia, and we'll keep an eye. So that's uh, the... first
0: weekend of September, I think, isn't it, Mr. Olympia? Yeah, Craig will know, but it, yeah. it sounds right. Yeah, and then I night. believe I talked to Josh as well, and um, I think then he goes to Barcelona, is another big event uh, from there, and then uh, I think he goes to either Czech Republic or Russia to finish off his year. We moved to fencing. Fencing. It was the World Championships in Leipzig, Germany. Uh, a little bit of Australian representation.
1: That's unusual. I've never seen any Australian
0: fences. Yeah. Uh, Except Cl- the bloke that put up my back fence at home. Oh, there you go. They're Good at those type of fencing. Freya Clark came 57th in the women's foil. Scholter Douglas in the men's foil, came 21st. Not bad. Uh, the Russians won both those events. Although Japan came second and third in the men's. I don't even, didn't know about Jap- Japanese. Oh, I mean, they've got a, a big sword history, obviously. They but uh. do. Uh, women's Sabre, Samantha Ordy, came 85th. Ukraine's Olga Karlin won it. But Tunisia came second as a Bezbez. Um, the Aussies came 34th out of 37 teams in the male epay. Uh, the French won that from Switzerland and Russia. And then the male, in the male foil team, the Aussies came 12th. Britain 13th. The Italians won it from the Yanks and the Frogs. And so, the Italians yeah.
1: went up to their old tricks. You never know. I think it was the Italians caught cheating at the Olympics or somebody. Maybe a Russian, actually. Yeah. I think it was the Italian bridge team that were the famous cheats, Italian Blue, yep. were playing footsie under the table. And, oh, yeah. And there That's was a, a bridge thing, isn't it? There was an Olympian who was had his own switch to record. Yep. He electronically cheated.
0: Hung, wasn't it Hungarians?
1: I thought it was the oh. uh, Russian. We'll yep. check. We'll I don't check. know. We'll we will. We, we shouldn't will check. label any nation cheats nope, until don't, we know.
0: Unless they're American sprinters. <laughs> we'll cover that later.
1: Uh, let's move to BMX.
0: BMX, uh, Rock Hill, North Carolina, women uh, BMX World Championships, Corbin Scharer of America, Sylvan André of France, Yoris Dande of France, they were the 1-2-3 in the men, Bodie Turner, Australian, came sixth, and the women's, Elise Post, another American, won it. Uh, Albury's own, Caroline Buchanan, second for Australia, uh, Mariana Pu. Poo- uh, Puhan of Colombia, who's won multiple Olympics and World Championships. She was third. Uh, last two spots home in the final, Lauren Reynolds of Australia, Sarah Walker, New Zealand. Liana Curtis won the last chance final to finish ninth. In the women's juniors, Bethany Shriver of Great Britain. She won it, but Saya Sakakibara of Australia, who we talked to the big boss of BMX, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago, uh, she won the Nationals up in Queensland. And she came second in the world. So that's great. Yeah, very good. And I think her brother Kai Sakakibara, he was in the men's but uh, didn't quite qualify for finals.
1: When we return from the break, we will revisit Usain Bolt's farewell to world athletics and then find out who is the Usain Bolt of the sheep world as sheep racing takes centre stage. Well, people flocked to see Usain Bolt's final race, and then not so many people flocked to see a flock of sheep race. Yeah, We're going to cover both with Kieran Beefy or Lamy Blake for this segment. Lammy.
0: There you go. Lamb and beef in a stew.
1: Let's start off with Usain Bolt and the cont- controversy, because uh, his conqueror has a checkered past. The yes. Gun.
0: Gatlin, Justin Gatlin, who is the new world 100 metre champion, uh, beat Bolt. Uh, in the final, much to the dismay of the crowd, booed, well, since he walked out on the track, essentially, and then uh, when he won, got booed, and during the medal ceremony, booed again. But, um, yeah, convicted, drug cheat, not once, twice, but twice.
1: Yeah, well, uh, the rules of uh, international athletics allow him to race, and yep. he races clean now. He's heavily tested, and I have no problems with a clean Justin Gatlin being world champion. Yeah. no,
0: that's right, and... Look, Usain Bolt is uh, a very proud man and the first thing he said is the man has done his time.
1: He's a lovely bloke, you saying. Yep. Lovely bloke.
0: And you know, he, he's He didn't get beaten by far. let me tell you. No, and considering he's out of shape, he and he ran a season's best in the final. Uh, but what was it, ten oh five for Bolt?
1: Yeah. Not Which not is, not his time.
0: So. No, that's half a second slower. I mean half a second is five meters in a hundred meter you that's know, right. in a race. So in terms of that that is, you know, he wasn't there to make up the numbers, but, you know, he wasn't in, you know, fighting form, basically. But, you know, he's tried, uh, whether he's had a few niggles or not, or kind of just faced up to the realisation that it's all over. Uh, who knows? He's probably got on a few too many of those chicken nuggets that he likes so much, but it wasn't a B. But he's still got the relay. So um, who knows how uh, what will end up, I suspect... Jamaica will, well, will they Will they beat the Yanks? The Yanks are in good form at the minute on the 100, so uh, we'll, we will shall wait and see. But it, it will be a great swan song if he can uh, bring the relay home. He's not running the 200 at, in London, so uh, this will be his last chance.
1: Other important results from the yeah, Athletics? Yeah, uh, definitely. At so World far, Tarnes?
0: yeah, Mo Farah, unbelievable win in the 10,000. Uh, we talk about Usain Bolt, but uh, Mo Farah is an absolute godsend in distance running. Uh, we talk about a sport that is dominated by Kenyans and Ethiopians uh, over long distances, but Farah over the 5,000 and 10,000 has been absolutely unbelievable in these events. Uh, has done the double, obviously, the last few Olympics, um, but yeah, for him to win again. He's going around again in the 5,000 later this week, so uh, look, he's in London. He absolutely loves it. This is probably his last event as well on the world stage, so in terms of that, uh, phenomenal. Um a Greek pole vaulter, Ekaterini Stefanidis, won the women's pole vault. Um, Tori Bowie won the 100 in a photo finish by one hundredth of a second from the Ivory Coast. Marie-José Um And then in the marathon yesterday, Rose Chalimo of Bahrain. Can you tell? It's a very Bahraini name, Rose Chalimo. Uh, two hours, 27. Uh, Jess Trengove. Of Australia, she did 2.28 to come ninth. That's a great result. But second and third, Kiplergat of Kenya, and Gag of the... Uh, Crag, sorry, of the USA. It was a photo. They did the same time, but uh, they gave it to Kiplergat on the photo. Uh, in the men's marathon, Jeffrey uh, Kirui Kenya, uh, of Kenya, 2.08.27. Tola of Ethiopia, second. Simbu of Tanzania, 2.09.51 for third. Callum Hawkins of GBR, fourth which is an amazing run, 2 hours, 10, personal best. The Aussies, uh, Jack Colreavy, 45th, 2 hours, 21. Uh, Josh Harris, who is the Australian beer mile record holder. He actually pulled out at 33Ks uh, with cramp, I For believe, a beer. For a beer, yes. Um, but Tommy Walsh, New Zealand, taking over the shotput world, One, the men's shot put. Good on the Kiwis. Obviously, Valerie Adams is probably a raging hot favourite, and the women's shot put has dominated that event for a long time. What have we got tonight? So no medals for Australia? No medals for Australia so far. Um, Women's Javelin, men's pole vault, men's steeplechase, men's 800, and men's 400. They are the finals in the middle of the evening for us.
1: Before we move on to sheep racing, yes, I caught a little bit of cricket from the Caribbean Premier League. Oh yes, and uh, being played in the most, well, not most unlikely venues, Fort Lauderdale.
0: Ah yes, they've tried in, to uh, move it there, didn't they? They played at Disney World one year, didn't they? They built a built good. a pitch.
1: Look, I only saw the first innings of uh, the St Kitts team. Yep, and I don't know how the game played out. They. Made I think three for about one thirty-five thereabouts. Chris Gale batted for the entire innings. Oh, really? Well, yeah, normally when Gale bats for the entire Get innings, two fifty. Yeah, but he um, he scored just over sixty, I think. Uh, he's been suffering from back injuries. Uh, okay, not what he was, but just, every, every now and then he was he couldn't run more than singles really, but mm. every now and then he lifted the ball and uh, gave it some tap. And Beautiful. A, a young up and comer, a guy who's played only one first class game yep. and made 194 in that game, played for St Kitts. <laughs> really? So he's.
0: It's good average. Retire now.
1: Brandon King. And yep. He batted very well with the aforementioned Mr. Yeah, Gale who ran out two of the three wickets to fall. So
0: Gale's playing for St Kitts? Yep. Oh really? Okay. Money talks. Yeah, there's not a lot of foreign players playing. No. I mean, just a couple per team. And they've brought it, they've reduced it because of financial constraints, Yeah, yes. and
1: Tanvir was playing for the opposition. He's hard to get away yep. as you know. So it was quite interesting. Yeah, I nice. Don't, I don't know if they won or not. No. I haven't
0: really seen it, to be honest.
1: Quite entertaining. Yeah. Let's go to sheep racing. Sheep racing. Uh,
0: it is the world championship sheep racing this is in Moffat in Dumfries in Scotland it's coming up over the weekend they run them down the high street of Moffat and Dumfries uh, 4 inch high hurdles Oh they're four hurdles 4 inch yeah hmm. uh they they wear they get ridden by wood uh, knitted woolly jockeys um so they're not real people they're not quite real people uh, on the just, on yeah. the sheep yeah so
1: wool on wool on the wool.
0: wool on the wool, yes wool on, yeah indeed but yeah, so that's in, uh, if you're in Dumfries in Scotland on the weekend, get along to the World Championship Sheep Racing. Um, but it's also, it's the Le Mans of the Lawn Mower Racing World coming up this Saturday as well. Lawn
1: Mower Racing? Do yeah. you have to push it and run with no, it? No, no,
0: no. You sit on it. They take the blades off. That's oh, so they it. go quite fast. Well, amazingly enough, they go up to 50 miles an hour. That's 80 kilometres an hour on a lawnmower.
1: They're not real lawnmowers. They.
0: Well, I think they're a bit, little bit souped up. But the, the chassis and everything is right on lawnmowers. So if you're in Five Oaks, West Sussex, you can turn up with your lawnmower and qualify for the 12-hour race, although you've got to have three people in a team. Uh, qualifying's at 3.15. The race starts at 8 p.m. It's a 12-hour race. It runs 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. <laughs> Last year the winning team did 354 miles in 12 hours
1: and didn't and they didn't mow a blade of grass they didn't mow a
0: blade of grass they wore it out I saw the highlights it it turns into a bit of a mud patch uh, throughout the through, throughout the race but uh, in terms of that but also on Sunday Sunday
1: now we have to finish with donut eating
0: donut eating at Dananong markets Sunday afternoon it is the dandy donut eating contest if you fancy eating jam donuts the round one, ten donuts in two minutes. Not can bad. can be done. Yeah, I saw a couple of guys do it last year, but you've just got to win your heat to get through to the final. Mm. And then in the final, it's the first to eat twenty donuts.
1: Now these aren't the round donuts; these are the whole donuts with jam in the middle.
0: These no Yeah, these are just round. Solid. Yeah, solid.
1: They're sinkers. Yeah, I can't. Couldn't eat
0: twenty after ten. So the winner. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was going to say you got to eat thirty to uh, get through. Yep. Five hundred dollars up for grabs for the winner, plus a trophy. Uh, Two hundred dollars for second, hundred dollars for third. So, dandy Long Market Sunday afternoon. If you fancy, if you uh, if you haven't eaten for a couple of days, it's free donuts. If you want to enter the dandy donut eating contest, do not,
1: <laughs> do not, unless you're prepared Indeed. to eat that many donuts. Just don't go unprepared. Uh, by the way, yep. you can head to SEN evenings on Twitter. To find a photo of oh, Josh cool. Leonardowicz and his chat from SE Evenings. Yeah. Now, have we got the six photos? It's an amazing progression over two or three days. Oh, what beautiful! Uh, to see he's actually much bigger a couple of days before, and then oh,
0: really? It all well. Suck. He does. Uh, he, yeah. he dehydrates himself so the muscle the muscle definition shines through. So he actually removes the water from his system. It's look amazing... at us knowing yes. how they oh, do it. We talk bodybuilding all day, me and you, funny over donuts.
1: I want to thank Masita, of course, a proud name in sports apparel in Holland for coming on 100 years and now down under. So whether it's a footy team, Aussie rules, soccer, Gaelic football, any sporting team, think Masita, M-A-S-I-T-A. We'll catch up next week.
0: Beautiful. Thanks, man. We all start with that little something, a skill, a passion, an interest. It's these unique qualities that the Navy team builds on to help you achieve your greatness. What will you bring? Search Navy to find out more.